Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Hey, I'm Laurie Kilmartin. Hi, Laurie Kilmartin. I'm Jackie Cashin. Oh, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Still tired. It's Still like tired. It's like 11 o'clock on, a, on Easter Sunday. The Happy whole Easter, m- meltdown, the thank you, has shut down. We're the only people in the no, store right now. No, we are right not. Now. No, I just, uh, Harmontown, uh, they're, uh, they're getting drunk in the green room talking about <laughs> long-form improv. <laughs> oh, my God. You'd have to be drunk to talk about that. <laughs> Can't be sober and talk about that shit. <laughs> let's oh, let's I'm so really glad just... I'm a stand up. <laughs> exactly. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to uh, the early days of of stand up comedy when improv people were mocked openly. <laughs> it was a racist time. It was a colder were, time. Men duel separated, and uh, they never separ- worked out in the same club. <laughs> it was the church and state of of, of comedy. Yes, we yes. opened it. We brought it, and then we were like, "Nope, get your." guitar and you shove it up your ass <laughs> and they're like there's no guitar in long form and uh so, how did a guitar get in this i don't know i'm just riffing at this point <laughs> i'm here all night you guys oh man let's do five episodes so that it'll be monday morning and you're gonna have to toddle off oh to my conan god. oh my god so last week i got an email from somebody yeah who said it was a it was a nice guy. He's a, he's emailed me before, and he goes, you know, I love the Dork Forest so much, but you're so nice on the Dork Forest, and then on the Jackie and Lori show, you're you a aren't. stone cold bitch, yeah, right? You aren't, and I was like, yeah, I'm a whole person, <laughs> fuck with, and uh, we don't no, have I'd... to listen polite politely to somebody. No, well, I mean, right, the Dork Forest. I'm I'm listening to somebody talk about their their genuine love of wrestling. Or and be honest, your or... mind wanders, right? <laughs> no, no, it can't. I have to I have to look deeply into that your eyes exhausting. and give a shit about the Kennedys. <laughs> Remember, Lori Kilmartin. Now that shit's interesting. How dare you? And episode three, you guys. When you it do was that, Lori Kilmartin, Kathleen Madigan talking about the Kennedys. I learned things that day. Roseanne, uh, Roseanne Kennedy, it was, it was Rose, Mary? Rose Kennedy, Schloss, Lo, Rose Schlossberg Kennedy, who is Caroline Kennedy's daughter. Um, I think she's doing comedy. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. That's she was. HuffPo had a, a Jackie Onassis's lookalike granddaughter to, is doing comedy. I don't think it's stand up. I think it's like comedy videos or something like that. Is she in the green room with Harmon? Oh my god, that'd be so <laughs> crazy if one of the Kennedys. You'd be like, I gotta go. I gotta go meet a Kennedy. Yeah. Have you ever met a Kennedy? Uh, Do you ever meet Johnny? No. Uh, I fantasize John John heavily about him. <laughs> yeah. Too and bad. was devastated when he died. <laughs> right, like, I, it was... I, I thought I had a shot because I, I read in the tabs that uh, he and Carolyn were on the outs. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. He's going to want an interesting person right. who has a, an interesting career. Right. Even though his other female choices would not lead you to think that he was interesting. <laughs> I have no that. idea what his other... Anyway. Uh, anyway, so but one of the Kennedy offspring, like one of the descendants, might, yeah. do, might do comedy of some sort. Some kind, yeah. All right. That's All cool. Right. That's fine. Do whatever you need to do. Take that trust fund and drive to open mics at a BMW and make everyone uncomfortable. Do you have to burn every fucking bridge you could possibly have? <laughs> 
why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's, asking you. I'm so nice on the Dork Forest. You and then are. I come here, and then all of a sudden, so and so's doing comedy. Fuck that, man. No, I'm Good so- luck in your career. <laughs> Dude, easy. You don't need a career. You got a trust fund. No, I'm, oh I'm always, I was happy. I was, no, I was, there was a, there was someone I met uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles who drove to open mics in a very new BMW. And I remember being super like weirded out by it. I've been resentful of wealthy comics early well, on. Well, I didn't know. I, first of all, I didn't know it happened. I didn't know it was real. Because <laughs> why would they do stand-up? I mean, yeah. it, I mean. And, yeah, and it's, I, that's it's not so why... strange that you already have money, before, but you don't have a job. It, the whole, it's still baffling to me. Right. You know, young, wealthy people. Well, it's so, I, you know, I tried, I was just home visiting my family and I was trying to explain about trust fund people that I would meet here and how it's hit and miss. You know, I mean, there are perfectly motivated, like if you're lucky and you find out what you want to do in life and you yeah. have a giant bag of money as a doorstop, like fucking Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. But you have, like, you want to do art or you want to make movies or you want to open a restaurant, whatever damn thing or a tire shop, who knows what you want to do. That's great. But if you don't know what you want, so you're like, I'm going to do stand up. I'm going to try to act. I'm going to try to paint. I'm going to try to open a flower shop. I'm going to uh, ski this mountain. Mm-hmm. I might be a rock climber. That's the I've met those people. That doesn't sound like a sad life, but those are the saddest people I've ever met in my life. Some of those people where they don't know what they want to do. So they just and now they're 50 and they're just like, well, I guess you know I'll go to chef school. I, I, you have painted a devastating picture of humanity, but I don't give a shit about them. Oh, you did <laughs> You tried. You got nothing? You were like, and, the and, and then she opened a flower shop and when she went skiing, I'm like, fuck this bitch. Why are we talking about her? Who's this phantom rich well, person? Well, it, it was like, there's, there's these, I just want... I want rich people to be happy, Lori Gilmartin. I don't know why. It just it sounds like you know, like you aspire to to wealth, right? People aspire to having yeah. wealth, and then you think, well, maybe it'll make me happy. And then you have kids, and you give all this money to your kids, and you're like, am I fucking with them? Am I fucking them up? Yeah, by I think having you are. them because then they don't have to work for something, right? On, and but hopefully they love something, right? Yeah, they want to be programmers. They want to. But my teachers. thing is, why are we solving a problem that isn't ours? Well, what I like to do is I like to live in a future that hasn't yet happened. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> anyway. That could, is there's... every future. <laughs> it's true. Um, Just by definition. Okay. What about but homelessness? Let's... Anyone? Okay. What about what? Homelessness. I don't know. As long okay. as we're doing things. Anyway. Um, so I, I did a show a couple weeks ago that you've done with Bobcat Goldthwait oh, and right. Caitlin Gill. In the Improv Lab. How weird is that? I love the improv lab. It is such a cool little space. It's a great space. I wish they would have... I liked hanging out at that bar. And now you got to go hang out at the other weird bar. Fucking hang out. Who Talk cares? To some other drunks. No, okay. you want a place to perform. Goddamn it! <laughs> All right, rise. Right. That's what it's the true. All parking, right, that's what the Fred Siegel parking lots for. That is, is so true. It's so true that I love that um, they have parking. But um, for comics, first of all, I like I started in San Francisco, and so I grew up as a a comedy fan before I knew I wanted to knew I wanted to do stand up. There was this guy named Alex Bennett who had a radio show in San Francisco on live called Live One on Live One and Five. 
And in the morning, he had a little studio audience of like three or four people, and he had comics on. So he had Bobcat, Tom Kenny, uh, Sue Murphy, uh, just like everyone from San Francisco yeah. in that era. Warren Thomas, Dana Carvey, Bob wow. Rubin, everybody, like the heavy hitters of San Francisco, Johnny Steele, et cetera, et cetera. And when I was before stand up, before I found stand up, I was listening to like Bennett. I was a house cleaner. I'd like dropped out of UCLA, had a complete breakdown and gained like 60 pounds, wasn't swimming anymore. And I was cleaning a house in Arinda. Uh, and the, it was a woman who, uh, who wore like tiger, um, skin pants. Oh, leopard skin. And, yeah. Like, sorry, leopard skin pants. And, um, and she had like a 14 year old daughter and she, she was married to a much, much older man who was clearly not the, fa- you know, it was the right. second, you know, right. she was like clinging yeah she found she found a place to stay like i always felt like i was happy for this lady that she and her she got herself and her daughter she landed on her feet a bed like a tiger like a tiger would (laughs) like a leopard (laughs) like a leopard would in leopard pants so i remember so it was a different time men cleaning yeah cleaning this house in marinda and listening to bennett and then bobcat of course was one of them and this is before and then he went on to become huge yep and so now he's you know doing a lot of directing he did barry crimmins's um documentary yeah and he did shakes the clown and he did many other yeah he's done a bunch of movies and then he directs marin on a regular basis oh yeah 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 on, on IFC channel. So he has a show. You see, there's a show at the lab. Is that every Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it's every, it's once a week in that lab space. I don't know if with, it's, I think it's a Wednesday. Yeah, with Caitlin Gill, who um, is awesome. She completely busts balls all the time. Like, he'll tell stories and then she'll. They are she'll... roommates. Do you know <laughs> yeah. that they live together? Yes, I I found that out on stage. It's a very strange situation. Right, because she's eleven, kind of, awesome. and he is six hundred and twelve. And uh, and you think he's that, our age? I hate I hate to tell well, you. Well, and that's I'm, I'm six hundred and twelve. Oh, okay, <laughs> so I'm willing to be six hundred. You look six hundred and eleven. Well, thanks for shaving that twelve off. <laughs> and, but the crazy, and you would think that at this point he would live either alone. Or and he, but he lives with his daughter and Caitlin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, she just crushes him on stage. Yeah, it's all pretty the time great. While he's talking about his stories, and he, and at one point he was complaining about his third Letterman, and she's like, "You did Letterman three times. <laughs> 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 like he didn't have enough time to prepare or something." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was really fun, and I had never met him. Like he, he you never met him. He became famous and moved to LA before I started doing stand up, or right. was around. Uh, used to be in his circles and so i never i never met him i think i met him once at a festival so did you just meet him yeah so he brought me up on stage and i'm like god that's fucking bobcat and he he means a lot to me like i don't yeah from hearing him while i was cleaning houses and being a san francisco comic yes yes yeah. he means a lot so uh it's like what i think of will durst of quite honestly really yeah because will durst is from milwaukee and i never oh, got to meet right. him yeah so yeah. He's a San Francisco comic. Yeah. yeah. Uh I have since met him. Yeah. And it was kind of exciting. <laughs> and uh and he was like, that mm, you shouldn't be that excited. But I'm sure Bobcat was like, you shouldn't be that excited. So Yeah, I don't think he yeah. yeah. But was, um he was pretty cool. But we were you would we brought this up a while ago. We were gonna talk about it. the the origin of the certain kind of mocking of comedy where uh-huh. you it's uh how, how's it done? You you kind of like tell a joke and then you 
there you go, I'm there. And you sort of like lose the words of the punchline of the joke because you kind of eat the mic a little bit. Oh, okay. oh, oh, you tell the joke and then you're like, blah, 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 or whatever, just to sort of mock your I own joke, better, that kind of thing? Or? It's kind of, okay, it came from a lot of San Francisco comics do where you, um, and I'm now I can't come up with an example, but it's... You know, I'm at the improv, and you sort of like you. You eat the mic. You eat the mic, and um, it's. it's it, the more I describe it, the less funnier it is. Oh my god! Well, it feels I'm, like I'm ruining something magical because <laughs> it was magical. But what, what we used to do is is Larry Bubbles Brown, I think, is the guy who originated it. Where it was sort of ma- making f- there was a whole bunch of hacks where they were bad comics, but they yeah. knew how to sound like good comics. And they so had the right cadence, they would sure. yeah, they go, they do the punch the setup like this, and then they go in the car, and they and instead of having a funny punchline, they were just eat, they would just go real low and loud on the right. on the punch word, <laughs> okay, and it sounded like a joke, you right. know, and the audience would get in a rhythm and still be laughing at it, even though it right. technically wasn't funny. So then to make <laughs> right. fun of them, technically you would it wasn't just, funny. You would, please call the show technically it wasn't funny. Technically not funny. <laughs> but, you, you know, it's just sort of making fun of that kind of person. And, and That's um, an excellent impression of Larry Bubbles Brown, by the way. <laughs> it's uh, Larry Bubbles Brown. He's one of those guys. And I think every city has a com, has every comedy scene has a com like this who's not going to leave. They don't leave the city, right? But he's but they're he's brilliant. really, really, yeah. really and funny. And they stay brilliant, and they just and they don't ever want to travel anywhere. Yeah, and you're like, whatever, yeah. Oh, Larry's not stay. a traveler. Yeah. yeah, he has no interest. And he did Letterman twice, right? One with thirty. No, no, oh, twice. No, he did it twice. Yeah, yeah. He had 30 once years and then thirty in years in between. God, that guy was so he's so funny. He's great. Yeah. Oh, he cracks me up. He always features for me at Rooster Teeth Feathers. Oh, really? And I'm like, great. Larry, because uh, you're gonna you're gonna kill, and uh, and and then people are gonna come and see him, and then I'm gonna go up. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, and I you know I do my time. It's fine. I'm but sure you do fine. It's it's all right. It's all good. So, wow. Let's yes. just let this space exist. <laughs> do you like this silence? Yeah, it's a beautiful silence. It's uh, okay. So I. Tracy Ashley, who we have mentioned on this program yes, before. Very funny. Very funny comic. Uh, is And didn't we say get her off the road? That was, yeah, that was, she was the woman comic of the week. She was yeah, the comic we're of the saying week. get her off the road because she's always doing these crazy gigs in little shitty college towns we've never right. heard of. Well, right, guess right. what? She got an upgrade in the road gigs. Yeah. she's Isn't she opening for um, Tracy, Tracy Morgan? Yes. Yeah, so she's opening for Tracy Morgan and she and she posted this article in Rolling Stone that neither of us read. I think we should have a segment where I just send you articles and go, hey, I don't want to read this. I assume I know what it's about. And then we weigh in based on the headlines. This is outrageous. Here's the thing. We don't know that. I don't know that this is what the article is about, but here is a real issue that people continue to come up to me and say, Mm -hmm. um, they say shit like, wouldn't it be great if Trump were president for comedy? Oh, right. Or and in this case, the article was about uh, in Rolling Stone, ostensibly, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, it was about how the accident that Tracy Morgan went through has made him funnier. And I don't think either of those two things is is necessary. I think that Tracy Morgan, if he had never been in a damn car accident, yeah. would have continued to be very funny. And uh, he doesn't need to be in a car accident well, to be funny. You know, no, and and no no trauma needs to happen to you to make you funnier. You're no. you're funny, and you. Things happen, and that's how you look at them. Yeah. Um, and so, 
in his case, it's a, something that doesn't happen to many people is a very, very deadly car accident or right. bus accident. Uh, in Richard Pryor's case, it's being it's setting yourself on fire. That hardly ever happens to anybody. But when it happens to a funny person and right. they survive, they're going to come up with a great way to talk about it. Is it like when Steve Martin was in that parenting movie? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so sorry. You just don't want to be in show business anymore, right? Shut up. <laughs> That's cool. It's not for everybody. It's cool. It's not for everybody. As uh, Dave Tribble, give me a call. <laughs> we'll all end end up back where we started, and I'll be so happy. If I'm 80 years old and I'm on a Tribble run, I'll be so happy. That would be awesome. As long as you don't have to stay in that Super 8 again. Fuck, I'd love the Super 8. Bring it on. If you're still performing, you win. That's what I feel like. That is true. And I was talking to somebody else about this, about like uh, working cruises and, oh, that's the worst. Oh, right. No, it's not. No, it's not. They're still in show business. It's not the best gig. Right. But they're still doing it. But the, here's here's the trick. Uh, if if I were working cruises, mm-hmm. I would be like, I wonder how... I could continue to do the jokes I want to do and still work a cruise. Right. Because sometimes sometimes you have to go so deep into the vault that you're like, I, I got to make this safe. I got to make this so safe clean. for people. Yeah. So clean and so safe. And But it doesn't mean that the people can't think. You know, you just have to, you, you, you just have to make it about stuff that... That isn't going to terrify anybody. Like you can't talk about your innards and yeah. you can't talk about sex. You know what I what I propose if there was a comedy oh. union is there be one 45 minute set that every single comic did when they were on a cruise. Oh. The same set because the audience doesn't know and they don't care. Right. They are just hoping to get a yeah. shrimp ring. So instead yeah. of everyone like trying to, you know, clean up their shit, it's like, no, oh, here's the 45 minute set. You're the comic. That's It's almost like licensing a play or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that way, no one has to worry about dumbing down their shit, and that and the crews will never worry about uh, if it's too blue or not because they they know they know exactly what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, then I definitely don't want to work that cruise ship because uh, I don't want to do somebody else's forty five. I would rather massage my forty five into a bread what if, pan. What if every cruise comic, we all, everyone, I've never done one. I no, want to before I die. Me though. neither. I we don't. all submit one joke that's clean on a cruise, right. and we all just throw it in, you know, and then we're all allowed to use that act. Really nice guy that I met a couple of years ago named Dennis Blair. I think he does him a bunch. Doesn't, uh, wasn't he a Carlin's opener for yeah, a long time? He, yeah, yeah. He, he was good friends with Carlin and worked with him for a thousand years. Yeah, and uh, but I think he's doing a lot of cruises now. And um, yeah, he could. Pro- I mean, the thing is, is, is I think if you've done a lot of cruises, you could help somebody massage your their your act, uh-huh. which is something I also don't want anyone doing. I don't want anyone fucking touch my act. <laughs> I will You're at mis- odds with all opportunities tonight. I am, I am at odds. It is midnight on a Sunday. <laughs> on Easter, on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. I don't like ham. I'm gonna I'm just gonna admit to people it's right gross. now that I don't enjoy ham. I don't like eating pink things. <laughs> I don't like a pink food. Uh people like ham. I don't want any part of, I don't want any part of the ham. It's a great word though. Ham? Ham's a funny word. <laughs> what about ham steak? Oh my gosh! When I was back no. in, in when okay, when I, when I was back in South Milwaukee, yeah, a friend of mine from high school who uh, married a very conservative um, Christian woman, and then they both started doing improv. Oh god! And then um, anyway, uh, so they're wacky, wacky, devout Christians. Uh, and by the way, he's still very funny. But I hadn't talked to him in a, in a 
20 years probably because yeah. she didn't like him to have friends that were women. Mm-hmm. He was always safe. Mm-hmm. We were we were safe from each other, yeah. quite honestly. Anyway, but um, he came to town to go to the show at my high school, and he took we went out to dinner. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We go out to a steak joint. You know when you go out to a nice steak joint and the steaks are a la carte? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're usually $45. They can be $45 or they can be $150 if they're massaged, Wagyu, banana head, whatever. Uh, this was the one of the greatest steaks I've ever had in my life. 26 bucks. And, uh, wow. and what usually happens, you order the steak. And then there's sides for the table, like a like a sautéed spinach or some broccoli or whatever bullshit. And they didn't have any of that. And I was like, do you guys have any vegetables? And the waitress, without missing a beat, she goes, no, we don't carry vegetables. Oh, my God. I was like, what? And I said, well, what are the sides? And she goes, oh, they're right there. French fries, hash browns, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, and some sort of red potato that was chopped. And I was like, wait, all you have are potatoes? And she said, Yeah. Do you have an iceberg lettuce salad? She's like, yeah, we have that with some winter tomatoes. Winter tomatoes. She used the words winter tomatoes. And I was like, I don't want any part of that. I just, during this, like that's, I I got very lonely during that story (laughs) because I'm like, no one's ever taken me to a steakhouse. And I'm probably never going to go to one. Like I I went to myself during your story. But well, I, I do I, it find wasn't that. A, the three of us, it was me and my two friends from high school that I right. kept. I don't have I, friends. You never had any friends in high school? I have friends. There you I, go. You have friends. I have comedy friends. You have comedy friends? Yeah. You don't have any friends? Like you didn't go to. Have you ever met those people who like went to preschool with people and then they're still friends with them 47 yeah. years later? Yeah. I never had that. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. I broke apart. We have each other, Lori. That's what we have. And we have Kyle. <laughs> An increasingly darkening meltdown. Right. Like every five darker. minutes, more lights get turned off. Exactly. They've already put the gate in the front. More security Let's leaves. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep <laughs> going. It's just us. How about this? We throw out a year and you tell a story from stand-up comedy. 1990. Wait, let's. I, I don't. I don't know that I know your stories. Right. I know. I, I couldn't do it. I'm just saying. Okay, I have, uh, what was your first uh, TV set? Oh, my God. It was uh, John Biner's Comedy, Comedy on, on the, the Road. Road. Me, too. <laughs> right on. Yes. Yay. Where'd you go? Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Zanies. How about you? Where'd you go? Honolulu, Hawaii. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm super jealous it of that. It was fun. Though I did get to see the built-to-scale replica of the Parthenon at I'm 3 in the morning. I'm super drunk not jealous ass. of that. Not jealous at all. How about Mitch Fatel making fun of me right before I went on stage? Really? Yeah, he was. He thought he isn't, was being. Isn't everything he says making fun of humanity? He, right. Uh, <laughs> talk about bridge burning. Who's, who's burning bridges now? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he does have a persona on stage. <laughs> he does. Okay. He does. It's a it's a whispery molestery kind of feel. It's, uh, <laughs> It's, uh, but the jokes are very well written. Yeah. So yeah. they always got a nice twist. Nice work, Fatel. <laughs> but he thought he was kidding. And he said something about, he just, you know, he's just ball busting like comics yeah. do. So right before I went on stage, by the way, I was genuinely wearing one of my brother's suit coats with the sleeves rolled up. Oh, oh. F- find that find that footage, folks. I'd love to. Uh, nope, I wouldn't, because uh, I got <laughs> one word for how that set went, and that word is wooden. Really? Yeah, it was a little <laughs> stiff. I was ah, so nervous. Were you? How about you? 
I hate to tell you, <laughs> but this lady crushed. <laughs> Did you get carried off stage? Yes. Yeah. And, but <laughs> but it was it was uh, one of it's one of those things where you finish and you're like ah. Oh. I finally made it. <laughs> John Biner. I just, John then I just, I, after it air, you just wait for shit to happen after just it airs. Just wait for shit to happen. And then nothing, things nothing to roll happens. Uh-oh. Yeah. You're... Things are happening, man. Okay. Nothing. Yep. The Nothing's last happening. person's leaving the building. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're like, don't forget to light it on fire on the way out. I had anyway. I had a joke about uh, Hawaiians. Uh, oh, and it's like I'm sure it's dumb now, but at the time it, it was Just destroyed because of the local reference. Yeah, yeah it, I happen to have a local reference. Oh, that's of my awesome. mom being in Hawaii, going being called Howley, Howley. Yeah, yeah. And my mom goes, "Well, Howley yourself." <laughs> Stupid. Crushed. <laughs> Crushed. Destroyed. Destroyed. I think I did my biking and bowling joke on that set. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I had some real Wisconsin cred going on in, <laughs> in Nashville. My triumphant return to Zanies last year. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I did opening for Bamford. Yeah. They've never booked me on my own recognizance. Why not? I don't know. Because... Uh, because they, they know that Cause. I would just blow everybody away, man. <laughs> they just know that it would just be, be too much power in one place. It's so, and, uh, I don't understand. It's so frustrating when you can't, a club just decides no on you. And yeah, you're like, well, and, these other people work me. It's not like I don't headline. Do you know that I emailed the improv one time with, with their list? I emailed Aaron and I said, I like all these guys. These guys are really funny. In other news, we have the same credits. Why am I not working any of these improvs? And she goes, that is an excellent point. She booked me at the Cincinnati Improv and then never again. And I didn't do that well. Wow. <laughs> I did okay. Yeah. But it was it was one of those improvs that seats 400, 500 people. That's all the improvs, isn't it? Is it all the improvs now where it's model. just this lower and then there's a yeah. higher and you're like, is someone doing Fiddler on the Roof? <laughs> is, uh, is, is Hawkeye up there with his bow and arrow? Because there's no reason for all these people to be in this room that don't that like it isn't well it, there's just not that many famous. draws yeah 52 weeks worth of draws that'll bring in right all right people i like i mean all those people yeah i mean i i i like ideally the biggest room i want to do is about 250 or three mm-hmm. and i max out at the yoohoo I don't want Maria likes to do people. shows for one people right I know. now. It's so fun. <laughs> She's going to coffee shops and just doing her set at somebody from across the table. Yeah. Completely insane. But uh, I do, I mean, the stand only seats what? Buck 20? Buck 30? Stand? What is the stand? It's like 80, maybe. Oh, under 100, do you think? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. size. Everybody's right there. Mm-hmm. They're right in your face. You're like, you can tell them your jokes and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. And there's, I just, I like, I like that. Meltdown's great downstairs. Yes, it when is. it's And especially when it's full. There's nothing sweeter than that 90, than yeah. those 100 people. When I was uh, I was with the, working at Greenwich, the Greenwich Village Comedy Club, um, and Mike Britt. Do you know Mike Britt? I don't. He's so funny. And you might, he, he used to do Best Week Ever. We used to do Best Week Ever together. Oh, he's yeah. like one of the talking, talking heads. heads. And he's at, he's on the opening of Kimmy Schmidt, where he's the guy that sings a song that gets auto tuned. He's okay. uh, saying, I forget what the song is, but talking about it, Kimmy Schmidt. Uh-huh. Um, and because uh, I, 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 I like I, you see this in New York all the time. Not all the time, but when it's a really great comic in yeah. New York, they get up and as soon as they're on stage, the audience is laughing. Something there, there's just some sort of connection that they have. And Mike and, was, and, 
And they could just do it right. And even though they're not famous, they just show up on stage well, and they know, just connect. Yeah. And then I and I was watching them. I'm like, fuck, I used to have that. I, I feel I think I used to have that where I could get up immediately and start talking to the crowd. And it wasn't I maybe didn't do a joke for two minutes or something. Wow. And it, was, it was all boom, 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 boom. I was just in a rhythm with the audience. Yeah. In a rhythm with the city, the a rhythm with New York City, and you know, if you're there all the time, you'll you have that, right? I well, I mean, I I genuinely believe that all cities have that kind of rhythm. Yeah, I do too. Where and especially home clubs and yeah, and and it, the, a level of comfort that cannot be duplicated mm-hmm. except for by by replaying that room a thousand times. Yeah. in my home club, Acme in Minneapolis. I have that. I can I can recapture that. Yeah. Immediately when I go on stage, just because I'm home. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, but I remember when I lived in Minneapolis, and this still happens because uh, Acme brings up features. Yeah. And there's a dozen. You usually uh, like the local headliners, and uh, will feature sometimes, and then there's the features, and then there's the MCs, and everybody has a million local references. Yeah, and they also have the tightest thirty in the whole oh, wide world. God. And yeah. so, if you don't know what you're walking into at Acme, you you'll have to follow somebody who has just lit the room on fire. Right, right. And then you have to go up, and you're, and it's. He books really strong comics, yeah. so it's it's usually not a problem. And, yeah. and if it takes a day or so, that's I mean, he doesn't watch them on Tuesday, Wednesday, so yeah. it's fine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he gives that's merciful. He, it is merciful. It is entirely he gets it. merciful. Lewis gets it. Yeah, he just he's like, don't worry about it. It'll be, <laughs> by, by Saturday, you'll be a, you'll you'll yeah. you'll love this room like you should love this room. Yeah, I just talked to him the other day. He was talking about you. He was really? like, I can't get her. She doesn't have enough. Lead, there's not enough lead time. I know, and but I want to get her back, and I just and I was like, well, you should. And he was like, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love that room. He's, it's such a great. It's so. It's just my favorite room ever. But yeah, it's. I think and that and that vibe is so. I think it's with Minneapolis. The vibe of that room is that there's a there's a highway, and um, for some reason they have traffic jams in Minneapolis. But all they have is land. I don't know why they don't put another lane on either side because there shouldn't be any traffic jams. They wait, should just build wait, more talk- highways. Wait, how do we get to traffic jams? Because from- the rhythm of the city. Oh, is oh, the I fact see. that they have oh. unresolved issues with their driving driving situation. Oh, I don't know if. Well, maybe you're Movement. you're getting it's quite city. meta, but it's, I, I it's do the, feel the like way the city moves, man. Okay, <laughs> I can't stand hippie Jackie. I can't stand her. I don't get her. You're you're not familiar with her work. She angers she, me. She, you have rage. <laughs> but I'm on I'm on tenterhooks because of my mother. I can't. Right. Oh yeah. Did how's the house? Okay. Okay. So okay. this is like traumatizing in a way. I didn't because it's your childhood home. Kind of. No, my childhood home was bulldozed because it was on county land and... Was your heart in a box underneath it? No. It was pretty bad. Yeah. So, but in 89, my parents bought a different house. Okay. And um, so they they, they took their bulldoze money. Right. (laughs) It was like really... They got really fucked over. But um, so they bought another house. And so from 89 on, they lived there. And my dad died in that house. And then it's the house that with this generation of parents, they keep everything. They, you know... It was 40-year-old carpet, 40-year-old paint on the walls. It just looked dingy and shitty. And so when... You guys did the big redo, didn't you? We did a redo. We did that. Yeah, put... Didn't you spend like a week and a half up there and... 
Well, yeah, I spent some time up there. I kept going up there for weekends and, uh, and the, uh, you know, we hired people to paint, put new carpeting down and just do like little tiny fixes. Yeah. And, um, it, it, it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like when, I, when <laughs> they the, could have lived they such said, a different oh, life if fuck. they had only spent it hurts. 12 grand. Yeah. It hurts to see what they were so close to. I mean, they never would have done it because my dad, neither of them would have ever left the house to Long allow enough. that to happen. Yeah. And my only death would let my mom part from it. it right. And, and me going, please trust me. It will make the house more valuable. Yeah. If people will want to buy it. Please. And uh, so it came to pass. Uh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it. My sister and I, I think we're all going to go on a road trip because it, it it sold yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, we're so gonna now go, it's an escrow or whatever. I guess so. Whatever yeah. that is. So we have like till the end of the month before okay. it turns over. <laughs> whatever yeah. happens with landowners. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Until the end of the month. So it doesn't fall apart. And then you because my, my in No, I just want to see it in person. Like oh, my, you get a road trip and check it out for house. last it's, last chance. First last of all, goodbye. yeah, our our family is like uh, we're out of the Bay Area now, and yeah. there's no way we'll ever get back in because the the housing prices are so crazy up there. Like right. if, once you sell, you're gone. Right. Um, unless there's a huge recession, you know, then maybe you can. But then hope. I then I would be suffering from the recession too, <laughs> and so I couldn't, you know. Right. But uh, but it's so strange to like my dad's office, which is kind of iconic in its craziness and the maze he created. He he made like two stories inside the office. Like he he put like a plywood over bookcases and created a second story inside for more bookcases for more shit for everything. Yeah, and this is the stuff I I spent. Yeah, well, okay. De- taking all this stuff out, I spent so much time going up okay. there and doing that. But okay, so uh, but to see it just fucking empty, yeah, and a new little beige carpet all over the place mm-hmm. and white walls, mm-hmm. and and the light came through the windows. It wasn't blocked by bookcases, right? And I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, I went like you wonder how much a an atmosphere changes your personality. And I, I think, God, if, if what if they could have lived in it when it was looking like this, would they be different people? Right. Would it have brightened up their days or brightened what? up anything yeah. or outlook or I don't know. I, I think when you get stuck in a, in a house and you just start, you stop seeing what's wrong with it. You stop seeing the shit that you're collecting, yeah. you know, and you just start to bend that way, you know, yeah. and then you just become, I, I don't know. I, Right, it kind of hurts that my dad like didn't get to see the house looking really nice. Right, but he would never, he wouldn't have left. No, he would have. It would have been more, and he, he probably would have been really upset <laughs> that nice. the house had been changed. Yeah, he thought it looked fine. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my my dad. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked to him today, and he was telling me about how different people have different dorkdoms. And I was like, stop talking, uh, uh, because that's what I do a podcast about. But it's weird. <laughs> he was telling me about this weird, uh, you can create your own micro-nation, and then you can create Oh, is that to money. avoid taxes? I don't know. There's I've money in costumes. There was so, he read an article, and <laughs> I was like, Dad. What do you need? Now he's- and so I'm, I'm driving down from Nevada City mm-hmm. all day today. And so he's talking to me for like an hour, and he starts reading me this article. And it was a... There's sometimes when I, you know, when I miss my mother so much, Nancy Cation so much, because 
I wish I was just sitting in a room with her and I could just look at, because in the course of reading this article, he said, so there's this woman in here. Let me, and then you hear him moving the, the magazine. <laughs> and uh, it's like, so she started the own nation. Flip, flip, flip goes the papers. And he goes, Oh, she's pretty. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow. So any magazine could be porn. That's what you're telling me. Cause he was, he literally was like, I said, this is a good looking woman. And I was like, that okay, Dad. <laughs> I don't need you to talk. He's always on, man. He's always ready. He is always. You gotta he is. appreciate his consistency, <laughs> whether he's at the grocery store or reading a magazine. He is always he's ready to go. He is ready. He's to ready go. to give you another he's stepmom. An, another step. Yeah, he's just like I just wanted them all to be planted around me. You know, like he wanted them all to be buried together. All the all around of his him, wives. All of his wives. Oh and I was God. like, you're weird. And uh, uh, the only thing he's just. The only thing that he has said recently, because he's optimistic in the face of all fact. Yeah. Uh, always. And But the only thing I ever heard him say that was depressing was I was just talking, he was talking about, uh, it was, it was literally, and I haven't worked on this at all. I mean, I don't know, but uh, the, he was talking about dying mm-hmm. and I was like trying to cheer him up and have him stop talking about dying. And I said, well, dad, you'll just be up in heaven looking down. You know, looking at us and just chilling out, saying hi to all your all the girls you've ever known. And he goes, Heaven, you think? <laughs> and I was like, Wow. And uh but, well, I don't understand. He, he doesn't think he's going to heaven. But he goes he to believes church. in heaven? Yeah, he goes to church every week. Yeah. And uh, granted, he doesn't go to church. Oh, by the way, so I was home and my brother's like, you're coming to church tomorrow, right? And I was like, so I can meet everybody who was at the show last night? Sure, it'll be fine. And so I go to church, and every time I go to the Armenian church, and the Armenian church is three hours long, and uh, my sister-in-law and my nephews are on the altar. She's in the choir, and um, and I want to go, you know, it's Lent, and so I'm, I'm thinking of listening to the sermon and just going to church no fucking way so I was, boring well i thought he's not a bad priest he's an okay guy anyway so Ugh. i've never <laughs> made it to church because my dad and my brother one of the two of them will inter- intercept me uh, i'll cut i'll get it we'll all get dressed up the three of us and w- i'll walk in and one of them will go Oh, you're here. Let's go get a cup of coffee. And then we'll go across the street to Panera. So, uh, that sounds me great. I wish my going parents to church, had intercepted. <laughs> going to church with my dad or my brother is essentially going for coffee on a Sunday morning. That's okay. It is How fun. Com- you're fun. complaining about good things. I don't understand you. <laughs> well, because I never do go to church, right? And I don't mind church. Church is... Uh... I mind church. It okay. makes me angry. Does Well, and the thing is, you're Catholic, aren't you? I was so, raised Catholic. So it's I'm only 45 now. minutes. It's not 45. It's like an hour. Is it? Yes. Yeah, the Armenian, uh, it's interminable. And so, Do but they I speak in Armenian? Yes. Oh. Half of it's in Armenian and half Come of it's in our English. You're a grown up. You don't have to do that shit. You're a fucking comic. You, <laughs> right? You became a comic to not do that stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> well, and I don't go to church here because you know what churches are? Super clicky. Kilmartin, clickier than open mics. But why don't you also go to a Girl Scout meeting? I mean, that's from your childhood. <laughs> Well, because I I don't I don't mind church. I don't mind church. Really? Yeah. But you, do you believe what they're? Do you believe yeah, the greatest thing is about Jesus the Arme- Christ, the Lord and Savior? The greatest thing about the Armenian Church is that it's all in Armenian. I can believe whatever <laughs> I fucking what want. Uh, I jumped off. I when they said when they tried to explain the Holy Trinity to me, it's uh, oh God, you know yeah. Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and right. they're three different things, but they're the same thing. And I was right. like, what? 
Yeah. No, that doesn't mathematically that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Science, guys. Science, and then math. I'll I was just told to believe that. And yes. that's when I was like, no, that doesn't it doesn't make sense. If you can explain how three and one are the same number, by all means, but no one ever has. You never watch the Transformers? What happens is is you take three different action figures. I'm you too put tired them for this. <laughs> like first she was a hippie and now it's it's Easter's over. It's like you, Monday I was morning. Punch, I was punchy the first half hour. Now you have <laughs> totally gotten punchy. I have to say I this, am. though, is the greatest thing, because literally, and I've talked about this before, but it's like the Armenian church, as far as I left the Armenian church, mm-hmm. knowing that the whole purpose of the thing seemed to be to be like the nice man in the picture and then get your dad some coffee. That was the entire religion. It's not bad. It's not the worst thing. I'm willing to give people coffee and cookies. And uh, and then I'm uh, I'm willing to try to be like the nice man in the picture. That's not what they teach you in the Catholic Church. Well, and I'm sure at the Armenian Church, like, you know, there's I'm sure there's a lot of weirdo beeswax going on if I got into it. But I've never gotten into it on purpose. Wow. But I would never tell anyone that I was a Christian because everyone who says that they're a Christian, the next thing that they say is horrified it's <laughs> never know. anything like i'm a christian and so you, are, you be whatever you want to be you're a christian yes i am a christian i don't tell anyone and now i've told what dozens yeah, you just of people. told me yeah dozens of people <laughs> that are listening and uh but it's and i actually i did a bit about how i don't because i because when george bush back in the day george w uh, w., mm-hmm. uh he always said he wanted to uh see the rapture he actually said that out loud into yeah, a microphone. They do. And then and I was like, that's not how the rapture works, dumb wit. Uh you're not supposed to see it, right? Because every you're you're supposed you're to be gone. You're the most sarcastic Christian I've ever encountered. <laughs> no, you should meet more. There um, <laughs> no, the thing we don't no. uh, talk about the se- separation. I mean, I don't tell anyone because I'm not very good at it. I'm just living my life and whatever anybody else wants to I don't care, right. you know. And uh, I just want to be a better person. And some of the things that I was taught in the in the Armenian Church are helping me to be a better person. Yes, and some and of the things. That, yeah. I mean, there's no bad message in the Golden Rule, and you right, know, and and the things that Jesus probably stuff. actually said, yeah, which the are, attitudes and all that yeah, kind of stuff. But, yeah, the Sermon on the Mount. But I mean, everything else. No, no, the banana, the fuck chops that are surrounding the the the, the Christian religion are out of their goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. But I'm not an atheist. I'm not, I, I, you know, the Holy Trinity, yes, that doesn't make any sense to me. Thank you. But uh, but, there, but I'm okay with Jesus. And, you know, I like the idea of dragons as well. So why don't we just keep moving? What was your second TV show? What was my what? This, oh, your second TV show. Would have been Premium Blend. What about happened? Oh, it, it was premium. It was blend. premium blend, okay. and there was a giant plastic hamburger on the stage with me. Jim Brewer hosted. Oh my god! How about yourself? I had, my premium blend was. Uh, was that your second? Uh, no, it wasn't my second. Did you do a list or something like that? What'd no, you do? I did uh, Girls Night Out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow. Andrea Martin was hosting. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, it was at the Blue Angel Supper Club in Manhattan. And, oh, interesting. Um, uh. At that time, I, I never occurred to me that I could live in New York City. It just seemed too, too wild. Yeah, it was like ninety, that maybe ninety four or something like that. Yeah, I scurried back to the Bay Area. <laughs> this time, I, I oh, and they they uh, my sound went out, so they had to start my set over again. Ah, oh, brutal. Yeah, 
I was furious. Um, and you're like, here and, we go, you know, they, doing these jokes again. Yeah, and they fix it in post, I guess. But I guess. You, it's like they can't fix the look in your eyes. Right, that dead, that dead that, look in your like, eye where you're I like, flew oh. all the way out here. And you guys. <laughs> and it's I, ruined. I did a show for CBC a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. Canadian broadcast, and um, they cut the last punchline. Oh, and man. they were like, what's your last line? And I told them my last line, and they cut it right before the last punchline. And it was the meow, meow, uh, L.A. pet joke. But um, since then, I was I was so furious, so enormously furious. And But Judah Friedlander told me that he always says his last line, whenever anyone asks him, yeah. what's going to be your last line? He says, thank you very much, <laughs> which is the greatest. I love Judah. Because he, that's he's, it's perfect. My premium blend was me, Judah, Judah and uh, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, that cool. is pretty cool. I was with Steve Marmel. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you All go. Right. And, uh, and then Jim Brewer and um, maybe Swartzen. Yeah, David Allen Greer was a host. Little Nikki, little Nikki Swartzen, and uh, <laughs> little Nikki, little Nikki Swartzen. Yeah. started. I knew him when okay. he was nineteen. He's doing all right. Yeah, and uh, but the David Allen Greer, David Allen Greer, mm-hmm. he came. Uh, he was in the green room of the Premium Blend. Okay, and um, he was like, he said to me, "Who are you?" And I said, <laughs> uh, "Jackie Cation." Hi, it's nice to. Who are you? And he nice. could not believe that I didn't know who he was. But here's the thing: Why would I? I don't know who everybody is, yeah. and uh, I don't have to. So don't don't think that I'm <laughs> yeah, supposed to know who you are. Still defensive said, of all these. Years I later. super am because he like sneered at me. He said, "I'm Dag," and I said, "Oh Your my god, Dag. Dag! He's dagging it." <laughs> and I said, "Nice to meet you." And then later, somebody said, "That's David Allen Greer," and I said, "I know that name. That is a that is a famous name." And uh, mm. and then. Elvis showed what up, but your... I didn't know who he was either. No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> what was your worst TV set? Oh, Premium Blend was the worst. Because uh, the makeup... Uh, Did you guys shoot it in L.A.? Yeah, it was here in L.A. It was oh, at the Wiltern or something awful. like that. And it was uh, sparkle makeup. You could still see it. Uh, first of all, I'm about four, 50 or 60 pounds heavier than I am. Um, <clears throat> wow. Yeah, great. And then uh, I uh, blue eye shadow. Uh, I look like uh, a hua. I look like Sparkle Face Hua. Yeah. And I. But it was at your to, request, the blue oh, Entirely. No, I didn't know how to. It was my second TV. Yeah, thing. you don't I didn't know how know. to talk or anything. So, and yeah. I had to. And nobody told me there was going to be a staircase I had to walk down. Oh. So I. Even now, when I watch that set, and why would I? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to wipe out. While I'm walking down, like I'm watching myself walk down, thinking, ah, she's going to. She's going to take a header. And um, what about you? Did you ever have a bad set? Kimmel. Oh, did you? Kimmel was, it wasn't great. It was just like average, which, but on a late night show, that okay. it feels worse. It feels like you yeah. just ruined and everything. And I ran my hair, my hand through my hair right before I went out on stage. And then a part of my hair was sticking out like, um. <laughs> right, that like no one a, noticed a but full you. full circle of hair. No, no, no. <laughs> Everyone noticed. You think everyone noticed? I know. Everyone told me afterwards, and the hair lady was like, I wanted to go out and pat it down. And you can see it when I walk out. There's a, it's like just a giant, a giant it's like circle of hair, almost like an ear sticking out of the top <laughs> of my head. Because my hair was sprayed, so yeah, I so just it moved just, it, and it just held yeah. in this weird position. And um, I didn't know it. And right. and I'm sure the audience could get over it, but it is something you'd go, wow, it's her hair's still like that. Right. Why is that and, still up there? Yeah. 
So that wasn't great. That wasn't. But great. they were super nice to me. Oh, good. Yeah, I I haven't done that many TV sets. I did uh, some Nick uh, mom thing, and then I did, I did that. Uh, I've done a Nick thing. You should have done it's a Nick a mom regret. thing because you're a mom. And then, uh, but they booked me when they said we're just booking people with moms now. And I was like, I have mom. Everybody has mom. Let's all work it. I I was um I worked as a writer on the search Nick Nick's the search for the funniest mom. Too. Oh, the funniest! Did you know Darlene Westcore? Yes, but she, so was, she, on won, first, she first was on the first. She was on the first one. So the second season, I was a writer oh, on that one. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> oh, it was a me- I heard it. Would I just don't know fell what apart. I can say. Yeah. Well, it felt like all reality shows. Let's talk all... in general. The first season is usually great. The second season, they try to uh, like strike lightning at the same place that it yeah. was. And Darlene Wesker won that first season. She's really funny. Uh, I was on a ten-week run in uh, Australia. Yeah. And she, I, she was like, "You have to call me." <laughs> and so I spent, you know. $13 talking her off this ledge where she was like, uh, I don't know why I thought I could be on this show because it's uh, Nickelodeon and my stuff is super, super dark. And I was like, well, what else are you going to do but your act? You can yeah. only do your act. You yeah. And she has, like, at the time, she had this amazing joke about um, she was trying to help her son with uh, his math homework. Yeah. It was algebra. Yeah. And she was like, I just wanted to say to him, Honey, I'm a comic. Your dad's a musician. You're never going to need this. <laughs> You're a waiter, honey. And uh, <laughs> so it was such, and it was, I was like, just do your act. And if they don't like it, you did the best you could. And they freaking loved it. Yeah, she and did she destroyed. Her. She destroyed. Okay, so the winner of our, of this, of season two. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name. Okay. And it's, you know, it's not her fault. No. That she won. But she was the very, you know, medium experienced versus oh, okay. going up new-ish? against some um, newish. Okay. But she, uh, at least. But she sold it better? Or? Wait, she, at least 50 people flew in from her hometown to watch the uh, finale. Uh, and she blew the light. <clears throat> she okay. kept, like, she did like 10 minutes and she's supposed to do seven. Right. And they didn't penalize her for that. Right. And, uh, and she killed because yeah. the audience was, and, and that same audience was also watching the other comics knowing that they're being judged. Right. And so, and going, I want my daughter, yeah. cousin, et cetera, to win. So they're not giving it up as much. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how she won. Right. Right. That'll happen though. Yeah. I mean, I know I there was the year I did my half hour special for Comedy Central. Yeah, there was they taped twenty five. Right, and um, one of the one of the comics was he got a standing ovation and everyone was blown away. And then later, somebody told <laughs> oh, me no. that he had just bust in all of his fans, all oh these people God. from Florida, and all this. I mean, they just come to see him. I would do that on a half hour if I. Well, if it's I had a competition, kind of yeah. I mean, yeah. anything you could do, that's great. Yeah. Hey, let's do our comic of the week. Oh yeah, and this one's yours. Yeah, Jane Godley, Scottish. She's, she's Scottish. Yeah, I follow what? her on Twitter. She's insane, but she oh, makes me laugh her. all the time. I just when you mentioned her, I just I I went she's and watched like, her set. You know, you and I are like, should we talk about Perry? Ma-? Like we're all like, <laughs> she, and she's like, fucking I fucking any, you know, yeah. I got it. She's like fifty five, right? And she's loud about it, and and she's she's kind of like Jane this, Godley. She's really she reminds really me funny. Of, of Scottish Roseanne, that kind of energy oh, yeah. of I don't give a fuck energy. I'm and, just gonna talk about whatever it is. Yeah, and, and I've got. 
got a husband and I've got a kid and I've got uh, a life. Yeah. And these are the things that I will be talking about because they're funny to me. And you yeah. can come along I or not I love that along. energy. Like, I don't yes. have that energy, but I love it. I love watching women that have it. I don't right. have it. It's, it's not I me. Think you have, I think you I don't feel, feel different I, I'm not over the top like that. Over okay. the top, boom, boom, you know, pound you know, pound the audience. I kind of right. like to go under and get under people's skin. That's why I feel like I come at them. Right. But I love, I love someone who's big and I don't give a fuck and I'm oh, loud. I, I got cornered in, in South Milwaukee. Someone was like, so what do you think about Rosie O'Donnell? What do you think about Roseanne? I don't like either of them, but you kind of remind me of both of them. Oh my God. And I was like that. And that was the course of four and a half minutes of me politely trying to answer all these questions about comedy. <laughs> but that's, that was the takeaway. They didn't like either of those two people, but I totally reminded them of both. And I'm like, I don't even know how to like Rosie O'Donnell hasn't been stand up in like 25 years. Right. And Roseanne, that the... I have uh, because they don't know women comics. Yeah. And I right. was like, oh, that have you nuts. It is too bad because there's so many great women. I mean, comics Roseanne's around. doing stand up. Is she doing stand up? Yeah, she again? pops up at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because I, I saw her back in Minneapolis in 90. Really? And she was uh, awesome. Before and then I, the Tonight Show or after the Tonight before. Show? Before. And, uh, and then On I saw the her. Yeah, and then I saw her in 96 in Minneapolis when she was traveling with Tom. Oh, man. And she didn't want to go up. She had just had a bunch of plastic surgery. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see him. Yeah. So he made her go up and he like just weirdly belittled her it was like some sort it was he was supposedly funny yeah he was screwing around and uh but it wasn't funny because it didn't was like, seem like a healthy relationship no he said he was like come on roseanne i got chocolate i'll give oh, you a piece of chocolate i mean that was fuck. the line it was brutal and uh and she was like fine i'll come up well that's a funny line it was a funny it's line. a funny line right it felt a little it depends harsh on the relationship the, right it felt a little harsh in the moment yeah but uh <laughs> It's a so, funny line. but it's a very funny line, and it's, and it's brutal. But you're like, you do it. It is brutal. Mm-hmm. That's a good roast line. I don't know that you want to do that with your wife. Yeah, but if it's Roseanne, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fifty two. So we're doing pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. C- and considering we're both pretty punchy, dying right pretty now. punchy. Are you in town for a little while? Uh, I'm in town till mid uh, mid. That's right. Then you're going to spend. Did you guys have hiatus or something? Yeah, we have hiatus and going to New York for like twelve days. Yeah, uh, you going to bring the boy? No, or, he's no? still in school. He's still in school. Yeah, and then um, and my mom. Uh, this is god dang it. Like, so the the last weekend I'm you know I'm having my beautiful my my coffee at Manhattanville Coffee and yeah. I am I knowing I'm <laughs> getting on a plane to go to Burbank and uh, it's chaos as soon as I like. For me, Harlem is peace. Is right? it? Burbank is chaos. <laughs> so wow, that is not. So as the plane is landing, you know, uh, all the texts come in. Uh, Mom's in the hospital. Her pit popped out again. Oh, my right, right. Uh, my, ba- my sister called my babysitter, and they're taking like all of a sudden it's like, oh, these people need to be taken care of and immediately I'm before dr- you've I'm even landed on like, the. Oh, so quick so close you're like how come i'm not sitting by those french ladies i know uh, oh yeah they asked me i i i you were at your favorite i'm at this coffee house and i'm like i want that i want that seat with the back to the wall i like a back to the wall so i can survey the landscape you gotta be able to see the exits too right yes and i don't like the idea like i'm writing my (laughs) i'm writing my warning pages okay oh that's right for hours (laughs) for hours but i don't want anyone peeking over not that anyone does or could could give a fucking shit (laughs) But I'm still mad that, you know, I ate something, right? But 
<laughs> the same morning pages every day I know, for a thousand I know. years. But um, but I finally but these ladies got up and I'm like oh, and I made a beeline and I sat and I nestled in. I was like, I'm finally so happy. I'm in my favorite seat. Yeah. And then this really beautiful French young woman said, "Excuse me, but my friend and I wanted to sit uh, across from each other. Could you sit back over there?" And I said, "No, I'm sorry. I'm here. <laughs> you can have that other chair, though. Why don't you drag it out over there?" And it felt and, uh, good, good for to you. Not Stand give up in for yourself. to beautiful people. You know what? You already got everything going for you. You're fucking bilingual and you're pretty. You don't get my chair. Give me my chair. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah, uh, I'm here. I'm I. I'm home for like two weeks. I couldn't be happier. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to I'm going to plant my garden. I'm going to sit in my house. Yay. I'm going to fall over in a heap. Yeah. I'm going to bank a bunch of dork forests. I don't cool. know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to I'm not going to get on an airplane. I'm not going to get on a bus. I'm just going to And then uh and then I think I'm going to Texas or something. Where? Do you know? Uh, Austin for Moon Tower. Oh cool. Yeah. Are you doing um oh, Moon Tower's fun. I yeah. did it once. Oh, That's there great. you go. Are you doing uh a Bridgetown in Portland. I'm not. Are you doing Bridgetown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I, in fact, I was. That's a hiatus week for us. So I was going to take my kid to Japan. Oh, on right. Vacation. Yeah. Just a part of me is like, uh, you know, we just. I want to do as much as I can now. Yeah. Just from my good... dad, just like, oh, well, I'll I'll do it next year, next year, and then he oh, never yeah. went on vacation. There you so go. I'm like. Let's do it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I uh, went. I didn't know Bridgetown was that same week. And um, so they t- they're like, hey, we're going to see you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's- I already bought these plane tickets. So I had to eat uh, some money on the plane ticket. Right. Well, I wanted to do. I just found out the dates for the L.A. Podcast Festival. Mm-hmm. And I'm already booked. So I can't do the L.A. Podcast Festival this year, which is something I really wanted to do because I like it's- Podcast when is it in listeners. January? It's usually in September. Oh, okay. Yeah, so God knows, but it'll be. Um, but I, I like, I like meeting people who listen to podcasts because they work so I, hard. I keep meeting them on dates. Oh, did they? <laughs> that's right. They've they've googled your name and they're like, you were on Mental Pod. You were on. Wait, were you ever on? You were on WTF. Remember the first time we were on WTF together? Yeah, we were, and we were it was a live it was, one. It was a live when you meet, and it's supposed to be Mary Lynn Rice, Rice Cub. Cub. She didn't bailed. show up. She but totally bailed. The whole it, like Marin put it like, uh, but Mary Lynn's not here, and they all started booing. And it I'm was like, hey, UCB. we're fucking right here. Yeah, the, the two of us are here. It'll be okay, right? And then I came. But out. I know we're not. Marilyn. We're not Marilyn Rice Cub. And then uh, I came out, and he would he had already been quizzing you about some sex thing. And I oh, said, yeah. uh, Mark, which I want you to know, this is actually an intervention uh, for <laughs> sex lovers, addicts, anonymous. <laughs> I actually got a bit of a hairy eyeball from Mark Mirror that, uh, that particular time. I was like, Those Come are the on, only dude. eyeballs he gives are hairy <laughs> ones. It's usually super support. The one time I, I went to a party at your house. Yeah. And, uh, Did he come? He he's been there. to one. He's been to one or he two was at parties. that party, but yeah. that was the one where I was like, you know, I didn't mind that you and Andy were happy because oh, that was nice Marin was miserable, and I was oh, like, right. ah, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's, there's people. There's my people I'm not are completely here. Surrounded by happiness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're done. I we're think done. We did, it. we did two. We did two. It's late on Easter, man. Happy Easter, you guys. Yeah, happy Easter. Take care. Okay, bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.